Welcome to Wisdom Inspired, a podcast designed to help high achievers to eliminate burnout and overwhelm. Now let's prepare to open our hearts, our minds, and our notebooks to receive today's wisdom. On the line joining us this morning, I hope everyone's excited about this terrific Thursday and ready to get moving and moving about your day with intention and authenticity in your leadership to ensure that you are definitely serving people from a full vessel. So I won't prolong this morning. Today's topic, we're actually going to talk about intentional identity, intentional identity. We've been covering for a while, talking about various aspects of identity and how it is uh, the root of pretty much everything in our life, how we see ourselves and what we identify with. What ideology do we find our identity rooted in, right? Are we following what the world standards of what our identity should be, or are we leaning into the one that created us and identifying ourselves as he sees us? Are we taking the necessary time to really get clear about who we are and what our identity is so that we can set the particular standards for engaging with others to ensure that we are preserving our energy, right, by preserving our identity, So today when we talk about intentional identity, it fits in talking about that preservation, the maintenance of your identity. Once you've declared who you are and what it is you stand for, what's your core values, your beliefs, once you understand the things that you don't want to exist in your life, you have a better chance of moving forward with greater momentum towards the things you do want. Because when you arrive at a particular fork in the road, you're able to assess quickly by what you don't want, what choices or decisions you need to make. You become more intentional about where you go, where you spend your time, who you spend your time with, and what you share about your life. Because your lifestyle is your identity, right? It's what people see when they see you live out your values, when they see you live out the things that you say um, you believe in, right? Many times... We find ourselves somewhat unevenly yoked within ourselves because we say a lot of things. We actually believe a lot of things, but we don't live it. We're not walking in that lifestyle. We begin to sometimes negotiate on our terms, on our standards, at the cost and the pleasure of other people, seeking their validation and their approval. I like to say we start prostituting our identity for other people's acceptance. And then we forget how valuable we are. Then we forget who we are. And then we are always on this cycle of I'm searching to find out who I am. I'm searching to find out what I believe in. But if we begin to develop a habit each and every day that we begin to maintain our identity, we begin to look at ourselves in the mirror when we start our day and say who we are to eat to ourselves, establishing and reminding ourselves, renewing our mind daily of the identity that we possess, and then keeping this list, whether it's mentally or even physically in your pocket, of the things you don't want to experience. Let me share a little bit with you. One of the things that is rooted in my mind, I don't even have to write it down, is that my peace is not negotiable. So anytime I arrive in a situation, whether it's in business, whether it's personal, if I see that whatever they're asking or requesting of me is going to cause me to not be at peace with myself, That is a violation of my identity because I identify with peace. That does not mean that I'm not willing to confront issues, 
but I understand that sometimes I need to be conscious and aware of what I'm what I'm confronting, how I'm confronting it. Am I coming from a place of emotion? Am I coming from a place of trying to justify my standards to someone else? Am I giving into their low energy by trying to get them to see that my standard is this? Or am I simply standing in my standard and making a decision for myself, regardless of what they accept or don't accept? That's what's clear for me. That's what I do on a daily basis to ensure that I'm walking in my identity and in my truth. Now, that doesn't mean I'm perfect. It's not about perfection. But what it is about is what I'm willing to give an account for, what I'm willing to stand and answer to my creator for, what I'm willing to be able to be chastened for by him is based on the things that I believe to be true for me. So many times we need to stop and we have to set those things. Maybe you can have a unique thing, one ideal thing that begins to carry over into every area of your life that you can remember no matter how quick in the moment it is, no matter how sudden the situation may arise, that at all costs I want to maintain my peace. So that's always a parameter that I use, whether it's all of a sudden my refrigerator breaks or my AC stops working or sudden things that happen in your life that just throws you off and you're like, wow. Well, the immediate thing I need to remind myself of is I'm maintaining my peace at all costs. doesn't matter. doesn't matter what I have to risk. It doesn't matter who I have to piss off. <laughs> it doesn't matter who I have to ignore. I will not lose my peace. So what is that thing for you that's going to help you be intentional with your identity, that's going to help you be intentional about how you're always showing up? What is that thing that you can have that is the common thing that you know you always want to have present? by identifying what you don't want, right? I always know that peace needs to be present for me. So what I don't want is anything that's going to disrupt that, even if it's coming from me. So sometimes I may not in the moment respond, but that doesn't mean I won't confront it. I can stand in it. I can feel it. I can experience it. But if my response is silence, then sometimes that's the response that's best because silence is a response nonetheless, right? But it's only when we feel the pressure that we need the other person to agree with us, that we need the other person to understand our standards, that we start to find ourselves getting into places where our response is more of a justification for what we believe, a justification for our identity. And we have to understand we don't have to justify who we are to anybody for them to accept us. We don't need their agreement to be who we are. We just simply have to continue to be intentional about showing up the same way every time. If it's the same situation, I'm going to be the same person. It doesn't matter because peace is always the thing that matters the most, no matter the circumstance or situation for me. So what is that thing going to be for you? Your identity is too valuable for you to allow it to be overexposed. Too many times we overexpose our identity simply because we're not intentional. We're not intentional about what we share. We're not intentional about the information we let people know. We're not intentional about the places we go, the certain events we attend. We're not intentional about the people or the environment that we place ourselves in. And we find ourselves where our identity is overexposed and our energy is drained. And so when life happens to us suddenly, we don't have the necessary power or energy to address the certain things we need to address. And we find our identity at stake 
because now we're not showing up according to the standards that we've already set in place for ourselves. What do I mean by overexposure? Well, we live right now in a time in the marketplace and in society where everything is about information. Everybody wants to know everything. Everybody wants to feel like they know somebody based on what they see in a quick moment snapshot of your life. We live in a time where marketing tells us we have to show more of us and we have to show more of our lifestyle. But I'm a firm believer that for leaders, divine leaders, that we have to be more cautious and more intentional about how we apply those certain principles in our lives. Because the higher we go in our leadership divinely, we have to recognize that we're not always supposed to be exporting into people. There's a time and a place for us to be giving out and serving, and there's a time and a place for us to be preserving our energy, and then there's a time and a place for us to actually be being poured into and imparted into. And we have to be careful because sometimes as we grow, those circles begin to change. The size of them look a little bit differently. And when I talk about growing in leadership, I'm not talking about positionally, but I'm talking about internally. So you'll find that sometimes as a leader, you're called to great large crowds of people that you're serving, people that are depending on your every word, people that are coming to you for certain things, certain needs to be met. But that time is not for you to be exposing yourself. That time is for you to be clearly intentional about what service you are providing and providing that service nonetheless. Because if you begin to give too much of yourself to the large crowd, you'll find yourself drained. You'll find yourself ill-equipped, ill-capable of handling the things that are going to come to you as you journey on. A great example of this is we look at the great master teacher Jesus himself. He had large crowds of people that were all listening at his every word. They were receiving the seed that he was planting into their lives. But as he traveled along his journey, continuing to evolve in his spiritual leadership on this planet, we find that he began to have smaller and smaller circles. He began to have a close, intimate relationship with the disciples that he was training, and even that circle got smaller, depending on what he needed at a certain time. It's a clear example because when he takes the three disciples with him, he understands that he's still imparting into them and putting seeds in them, but they require less of him because they're a little bit more equipped inside themselves at the time, so there's not much exposure he has to give, so they actually turn out to helping him to preserve his energy. And then he moves into the place where he gets poured into, where he's just him and his creator, giving him the fuel that he needs so he can go back out and start the cycle all over again. So you have to do the same thing and model this in your life as well, leaders. You have to decide at what point are you going to begin to take the necessary moments of reflection and determine when you're in the moment of service, when you're in the moment of imparting into those that you're training, when you're in the moment of being poured into yourself and deciding those people that have grown on the same level or levels closer to you that get to have a little bit more exposure of you simply because they get to 
help you maintain your energy. They're not there to drain from you, but they're there to support you so that you can use less of you and still be equipped to do the things that you need to do. So I want us to take another clip or example as well that may make this a little bit easier to absorb. I once talked about the situation with Chadwick Boseman, and it totally reminds me of this tale of Jesus as well. Because of his position, his career, he could have had a lot of overexposure, but he was very intentional about his identity because he understood the power and the value that it possessed. So he always operated when he was public based on the position or role that he was in according to his profession. But as you pay attention, you saw less and less about his personal life, the things that were the closest to him. There were small glimpses, but never very many details, never much justifying his identity and his proof, not even to the fellow colleagues that he worked with. And I truly do believe he had a clear picture of understanding the importance of preserving his energy around his identity because it's what he needed to keep his life going. It's what he needed to keep the momentum up. It's what he needed to create at the level of excellence for which he did. So hopefully you guys see the commonality here of that making sure you become intentional. You are just as powerful as a leader as Jesus was, and as Chadwick Boseman. There's nothing that separates us because according to God's kingdom, we're all leaders on the same playing field. We're not Robins and Batman in his world. We're all Batman serving the mission that he's called for us. So we have to operate with that intentional mindset about our identity so we can avoid overexposure and avoid us not being equipped and losing the energy necessary for us to do the assignment that we've been called to do. So that's our call today, guys. I thank you so much for joining us. I hope this that I've shared today will cause you to reflect and maybe tap into some places where you can find where you can improve on being more intentional with your identity so that you can preserve your energy and you can make sure that you're operating at the fullest of your capacity and that way you will begin to see momentum push you forward and things begin to come together a lot faster because you're moving in the right direction and you're having the right energy needed so that you can perform at that level that you are required to perform at. Thank you for joining us on Wisdom Inspired. And if you would like to learn more about our great, wonderful co-working community where we pour into each other and support one another as leaders, we'd love to share it with you. Simply email us at hello at aaccoworking.com. Hello at aaccoworking.com. You guys have a great Thursday, and we'll be back on the line tomorrow morning. I hope you enjoyed the episode of Wisdom Inspired that was brought to you by the AAC Coworking Community, a virtual community designed to support female entrepreneurs, business owners, and freelance professionals. For more, go to wisdominspired.net.